a morning of violence in Grand Rapids. At around 1.40 a.m., officers say a man was shot on Burton Street Southwest between Division and Buchanan. He later died at the hospital. Just more than six hours later, a woman was killed after shots were fired on Union Avenue Southeast near Oakdale. Police say they don't believe the two incidents are connected and the second shooting was likely a domestic incident. Her best friend called me and was literally hysterical and I'm jumped up what's going on what's wrong and she said my sister is gone and I'm like what are you talking about you know like I just talked to my sister a couple days ago what's, what are you talking about I get here she's already gone. Cassie White says it was her older sister that died during the shooting on Union Avenue. I'm just so lost for words I can't cry I'm cried out I this hits home. She declined to identify her sister, but says she was a mother of three with the heart of gold. My sister was fun. She was goofy. She, she, she liked to go out, have a good time, very well dressed. She loved her kids, make sure her kids was intact and ordered before she did anything. White says her sister was in a relationship and she surprised domestic violence may have been involved in her death. This is No Tears for Black Girls, a true crime podcast with a purpose. Created by award-winning author John Reedberg, brought alive with stirring narration from Samantha Paul. We take you to Grand Rapids, the bustling city in Kent County, Michigan, home to 650,000 people, including countless couples. One particular couple's story stands out for its tragic consequences. It highlights the dire need for comprehensive solutions to the plague of domestic violence. Kent County had taken steps toward progress when it received $4 million from federal coronavirus relief funding for the Domestic Violence Action Network in 2022. But this tragic case is one cautionary tale among many. Let us tell it. Alicia Danielle Lofton had been a fool. Only married a few months, her nascent bliss unaware that Marcus Durayal Lofton had been leading a double life until she scrolled through the Grand Rapids Facebook page, Who Man Is This?, and saw his picture with another man. Alicia had uploaded Marcus's picture to the page and gotten responses from multiple men, all deceived by her husband. The image of Marcus and his new companion seared into Alicia's heart like a branding iron. He had clearly moved on, yet she had already devoted herself entirely to him. He had promised her a lifetime of love but here he was, starting anew with someone else. Alicia served her husband divorce papers the next day. Having been arrested in May for alleged domestic violence against her, Marcus was instructed to have no contact with Alicia. However, Alicia told him to leave the house by the end of the week. He stared at the document, unable to say anything. This was a man she dedicated her life to, but his eyes held no emotion now. Behind them, though, Alicia could sense his anger and shame radiating from him like heat waves off asphalt in July. That's when it started, the argument that would last for hours. Alicia never saw it coming. When Marcus grabbed the Glock, she knew in her bones something was terribly wrong. It seemed to happen in slow motion, him aiming it at her as if the bullet had reached its target before he even pulled the trigger. His wife scrambled off, racing to the bedroom and slamming the door shut as if it could protect her from what was about to come. 
but Marcus Lofton forced his way into that tiny room and found her trying to pry open a window, desperation etching its way through every stretch of her muscles, and he shot her down like an animal. He knelt beside her for a long moment, his sobs the only sound, in a silence more deafening than anything else. He hadn't wanted this, not really. But in his rage and grief, he had lost control, and there'd be no redemption now, no second chances, no possibility that Alicia might still laugh or cry or shout at him again. She'd never forgive what he'd done. Marcus had just enough time to flee in his maroon SUV before the police showed up. He confessed to his crime, and the gravity of it lay heavy in the air, a chilling reminder of what betrayal, heartache, and grief can do to a person. His sorrow was palpable, even though he had committed a grievous wrong. Alicia's divorce from Marcus sparked rumors on social media and headlines, with speculations of infidelity on his part or her discovery of betrayals on her own. Marcus couldn't handle the truth that his wife wanted out, which was as unclear as a foggy glass. The tragedy of Alicia and Marcus overshadowed Grand Rapids. It left people wondering how a happy marriage could unravel, leaving devastation all around it. Alicia's family mourning her untimely death and Marcus's family floundering without their beloved son and brother. The total experience left Alicia's and Marcus's friends and family with an ambivalent adieu. They had loved with all their might, without condition, only to have their love taken away. Alicia's death shook Grand Rapids like a typhoon, demanding immediate action. People were terrified, angry, confused. The tragedy had left them all reeling. Detective Tyler Williams stepped into the fray. He'd been investigating homicides for over a decade and had seen heartache in its darkest forms. But even he couldn't comprehend the brutality of what had happened to Alicia. Deep in his investigation, Tyler uncovered the unsavory truth. Marcus had slaughtered Alicia with a fit of heated passion he could not contain. But why? What could have caused such an otherwise calm man to snap? Digging further into the evidence, Tyler interviewed friends and family members who knew Marcus. The revelations from those interviews shocked him to his very core. Marcus had been wrestling with his sexuality for years, engaging in secret liaisons with men while trying to maintain a facade of heterosexuality with Alicia. When she caught wind of this through social media, the charade was over and the tragic end came to fruition. Anger and fear propelled Marcus to seize the gun, aiming it at his beloved Alicia. He wept in his jail cell with remorse for what he'd done and admissions that he could no longer live a lie. They left Tyler with a maelstrom of emotions, sadness, shock, and disgust. But beneath it all, he was aware of the plight of Marcus and others like him, unable to be their true selves without the possibility of censure from society. As the case closed and Tyler geared up for Marcus's trial, one thought toppled over another in an avalanche of questions. Family is sharing their grief tonight after a Grand Rapids mother was shot and killed last week. According to court records, the suspect is in custody. It's the man she was trying to divorce. Our Julie Dunmire joins us with more. Julie. 
Yeah, Josh and Max, family tells me it's hard for them to even hear Alicia Lofton's full name because she shares the same last name with the man who allegedly shot and killed her. Loved ones saying their main focus right now is on the three children she leaves behind. Loving, outgoing, high-spirited, um, give you the claws off her back, love their kids, um, love life. You remember when the reports came out that this guy that he, uh, Marcus Lofton was intimate with had released the video footage of him being intimate with him in this Facebook Facebook group page call whose man is this and I just cannot understand why was he so enraged with his wife because his wife didn't out him this guy did so now it kind of gives me clarity as to why he was so enraged to stop the person that was trying to expose him which was allegedly his wife this person says I know him he deactivated her page which is his wife because she went on live trying to expose him. So that is the reason why when she was trying to get away he, and climb out the window, he was he unalived her because he was so enraged because he wanted to stop her from exposing him. So it's too much. And if you see them dancing, you see them having a good time, you actually see on Alicia's hip, you see the Glock that was used in the murder. That's the Glock right there on her hip. You can see it as they're dancing you see so apparently she always had this gun on her um i guess in the house and that must be the house that this incident happened in that they're dancing in you know with friends or whatever i'm not going to play the audio to this video um if you wonder around what's going on but i don't want to get no copyright uh strikes but i found that to be very interesting Those this is no tears for black girls a true crime podcast with a purpose.